This week's episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Audible, and you listeners can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial by going to audibletrial.com slash lasertime. the power of three here is the thing we promised not to do yet another adventure through christmas christmas time what's that rats see i <laughs> amended it with a little bit of sequelization <laughs> i tried my best to do that segue here welcome to laser time the internet's 16th leading pop culture show Jeez. we've really taken a dive since the new analytics and itunes started unsub- <laughs> stopped like started unsubscribing everybody so be sure to subscribe to the show people and maybe support us on patreon patreon.com yeah, christmas miracle we have at least a king of the hill christmas special yeah. that is way funnier than i remembered and it's only the second season uh it's really really fun i'm chris antista i'm dave rudden i'm at jangle bells <laughs> and I'm trying to remember what got us off on this topic, the idea of not you know, only... You don't know what it was? What? It was you idiots trying to get <laughs> Home Alone 3 voted as the Monday Night Movie. Oh, yes. That is happening with our patrons right now as well. How's that looking like, right now? Uh, it's not... I Hopefully, I think it won't win, but it's it's in second place, and it could pull a Trump. I want you to watch that Disappoint so us all. Yes, if you're listening right now, we watch a movie live with our listeners, and we gave yeah. our patrons the choice. I believe it was Krampus, Jingle All the Way, Mm-hmm. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang or Home Alone 3 yes. I'm rooting for Home Alone 3 uh, but Kiss but Kiss Bang all, Bang is in dead last Florida sorry film fans but all, already this month we've done A Christmas Story and in our archives which you can find on patreon.com slash laser time or on uh, laser time's band camp we have so many other Christmas movies, but True. Uh, those are not the subject of this. These are the things we'll probably, I, I guess, if we exist long enough, they were we'll, ruined we'll by visit these. these. Yes. Yeah, like <laughs> Christmas specials are just that yeah. special, and I am including movies and in addition uh-huh. to the television Christmas special that annually air uh, during the holidays. But they're special, and they're special because they happen once. And I, I am shocked if there is a timeless uh, classic Christmas special. Odds are somebody tried to revisit it. And yeah. you don't even know about it. Yeah. So this is an episode all about Christmas sequels, mm-hmm. Christmas special, special Christmas sequels. Maybe we should change it to that mm-hmm. because uh, that would qualify. Because I wanted you guys to rattle off the movies, yeah. and I'm saving my Rankin Bass stop motion full screen horseshit to the oh, end. Yeah. So you can go ahead and skip that if you want. But I will reward you at the end with a little bit of Simpsons. Oh, but uh, Matt and Dave. We're going to tackle the topic of movies because yeah. every single important Christmas movie you can think of oh, just has a sequel. Yeah. yeah. Um, and which one do we want to start with? Um, should we start with like, I mean, maybe the least notable? Mm-hmm. Right, let's start with Jingle All the Way too. Uh, <laughs> That's I, cause, fucking nuts. Because I think Jingle All the Way is uh, Jingle All the Way is not a good movie. Uh, I like the way you went. I, you've been going to bat for it. I just have seen it so many times. Double man. And it, and and and, and, and any Christmas movie mm-hmm. gets like an additional ten points on the mm-hmm. Dave a critic scale. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's a risk. It's just so dumb, but it like comes around at, like to being actually decent. And well, like, the way you described just... it is like it's never. It's at least never dull. Yeah, it's stupid the whole time. Yeah, yeah. it keeps. There's always something going on and, in that and movie. When yes. you when I get to my section of this. That's the biggest sin of all these. Yeah. They're dull as fuck. Yeah. They try and yeah, yeah. play it super safe. That's, and I mean, that's a cardinal sin, sin of Jingle All the Way too. But yeah, like Jingle All the Way one. For anything like the cast is insane. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Anakin Skywalker, Phil Hartman, Sinbad, <laughs> Martin Molson there for a minute. <laughs> it's insane. Jingle All the Way two stars Larry the Cable Guy. That's uh, that's the downgrade. And you there. know what's when did this come out? Like, uh, this came out in 2014. 2014. I feel like if they waited, and this is oh my god. 
But remember, Jingle All the Way 2 is a WWE production. Yes. If they waited four years, this could have just had Arnold in it. Yeah. He yeah. got inducted into their he's Hall back. of Fame. Yeah. Uh, his star. He his can't, stock he can't carry fallen. a movie. Yes. And he's he's in he's in tight with Vince McMahon. Yeah. He's getting directed by dudes that got fired from SNL now. Oh. oh so so Jingle All the Way 2, it stars a WWE wrestler because it's made by WWE Studios. Mm-hmm. Strangely... They could have put Big Show in here because he yeah. was in the first Jingle All the Way. He was? He was, I'm going to jingle yeah. your bells, bub. He's when the giant Santa. He, he and Vern so Troyer uh, <laughs> hang out with Jim Belushi in the fake, what the hell? In the fake Santa factory in the first one, yeah, remember? This, this I Santa have never warehouse. heard of a more vanilla and chocolate pairing in my entire life than uh, Vern Troyer and Big Show. And and uh, Jim Belushi. They yeah. seem like a boss you should fight in the second yes. stage of something. <laughs> the best Belushi, right? But what I So they put a WWE guy in this, Shoot. and what sucks is that He's a hilarious wrestler. Mm-hmm. He is not that funny in this movie. Santino Morella oh. is the wrestler, oh. and he's known for being uh, he he's a very broad Italian stereotype. Like he just yeah. he's, he he like has his a terrible thick accent that he throws on everything. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, he just talks like a regular dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have a clip of it's Santino. So you, there's multiple layers to this. Mm-hmm. This is Santino, the wrestling character, describing his role in Jingle All the Way too, where he oh, speaks no. with a normal accent. <laughs> I get the point. The basic premise of Jingle All the Way too is that there is a man named Larry the Cable Guy. And he was divorced from his ex-wife. Well, she remarried a guy who's very rich. So they're competing for the affection and the love of the daughter, which is really Larry the Cable Guy's daughter and the stepdaughter to Mr. Baxter. Larry's spectacular parade of lights. All right. That's, I, every time I see a clip of this, I'm like, why did you bother? Yeah, and is also, it- the. I mean, this is like, to, at the very base level, they've done things wrong with this movie. Mm-hmm. It is the same sort of premise where it's to get a kid's, to win a kid's affection, mm-hmm. get the best present possible. Yeah. But in the original, it was a cool toy. Like mm-hmm. I would have actually liked a terrible, terrible man, man, a terrible man doll when I was like you know six or seven years old. Mm-hmm. In this one, it's a teddy bear, and I guess there's like Boo. Tickle Me Elmo and shit like that. Boo. It's a teddy bear that talks. But every man. time I go back to Florida, I make all my friends' daughters' day like. I never get to go into Build-A-Bear. Yeah. I'll pay for your Build-A-Bear just because I want to see how this is done. Yeah. Build-A-Bear, there's no special teddy bears anymore. Build-A-Bear's way better. You can make a Bulbasaur there now. Can't, see, why would you do Yeah, Yoda-Bulbasaur hybrid. Yeah, yeah. why would you... Why would Some yeah. girl Charmander care about a Pikachu. generic teddy bear. Does uh, At the end of the movie, does Layer the Cable Guy dress up like the teddy bear and get superpowers? Probably. Like Arnold no, does? No, I don't think he, does, he goes that far. Oh, that sucks. Like, he does win her affection. That's the most important part. But that's uh, like Jingle all the way. I think that had to come around as panned by critics. I remember being overexposed to it on HBO yeah. when I was becoming a film snob. So I hated. I think it's come around to become a modern classic. It's just it's weird having lived this long because when Home Alone came out, like it was yeah. kind of trash. Like you can't believe this movie's in the top ten. It's in Dogma where Kevin Smith makes fun of Home Alone yeah. for being in the pantheon of great <laughs> movies. Whereas like oh. yeah, now it's my generation's yeah. turn. And Home Alone rules. Uh, Home Alone Wait. rules. Do you think that's what's happened with Jingle? Do you think that we're like no? I do think people really? like oh, people think, my think, age and older are dying if, off and not in the pop culture zeitgeist, and people like you, Matt, are elevating this film. No, but to do you think that we think it's a good movie? The, I don't know uh, that actually. I think if you not. stripped all the Christmasness out of that movie and it was just a kid's birthday present, it'd be I, fine. I would not give a shit about that's it. That's so weird. I don't know. It would still have that momentum. It would still have Sinbad eh. and Schwar- Sinbad and Schwarzenegger. Well, we can put that theory to the test because one of these movies will meet that qualification. I'm trying to move on quickly because we have a lot to discuss, don't mm-hmm. we? And I tasked Matt with this because I remember, I remember I did something for a cartoon Christmas where I tried to find Disney would always make these compilation Christmas specials, but it'd be like mm-hmm. Bambi's learning to walk on the ice. That doesn't. It's not you really cut Christmas it to a song. Yeah, and, and yeah. so I tried to. Well, where are the real Christmas shots? 
in this stuff. And it was like, oh, yeah, the Toy Story. In a Toy Story, you see a flash of Christmas. Yeah. And a in, puppy. In Beauty and the Beast, the real movie, you see, like, in a montage, you do see Christmas time. Hmm. Like, when symbolizing bells there for, like, 90 years. But I think they made a third straight-to-video movie before the Lassiters of the World shut it down. The, uh, straight the, to the straight to DVD animation division. There is a Beauty and the Beast trilogy. There's a Beauty. There's wow. a Beauty and the Beast trilogy, a Cinderella trilogy, a Little Mermaid trilogy, an Aladdin trilogy. This is the second of the trilogy. This is but Beauty all, and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas. So but all it, these take place within the time that she's trapped there. Yes, they're oh, they're okay. all midquels because yeah. you can't have the Beast just be a white dude. So mm-hmm. that's boring and no one's because we all want to fuck the Beast. Yeah. We don't want to <laughs> fuck the white guy. We don't want to fuck Fabio. Guy yeah, and how do you even include that in the title? Like Beauty and the Former Beast. He's still the Beast. <laughs> Beauty and the Refined Beast. You still want to do it with him uh but this one yes it's a mid quill set at christmas so it's like the fast and the furious like four five and six but so yes. it's gotta be before the it's gotta does. be set in that year-long montage where she is a fucking prisoner it is yeah. yeah and there's just a quick shot of it in the original beauty and the beast her like hitting beast with a snowball or something mm-hmm. like that which also means like so there can't be much of an arc to this because the beast doesn't really learn his lesson until the end of the movie yeah he doesn't have a redemptive arc until he throw he hurls gaston off that mm-hmm. yeah. top of that tower Gaston, who's the real hero of the film. No. Uh, so this movie came out in, I think, 1998. No, I think it's 97. 97, which is uh, good... Because that was one of those instances where it's like, fuck, we missed this on the... Yes. Uh, oh, yes, that's true. I was, when I was looking up, I was like, wait, we didn't talk about this yeah. in 3020. It was directed direct to VHS yeah. at the time. Yeah, nobody... So it's like, who remembers those Nobody things? controlled that. But yeah. uh, so uh, the the movie, like, yes, it's a midquel. It mm-hmm. also, there's a little bit of a... They go back to the beast. He has a flashback of we see really? when he gets cursed. Which I mean, we've got the clip here. So He's guess, a little asshole, I guess so it kind of makes sense. Much, we don't see much of that in the original film. It's, it's in those um, in the beginning in those yeah. like stained glass windows, okay. comic book panels. But uh, let's awful. hear this for a second. What is that? A, a small piece in your honor, Master. Ugh, I hate <laughs> it. Forte, that stuff is gloomy. Who disturbs my Christmas? Please, take this rose in exchange for shelter from the bitter cold. I don't need a rose. Go away, you wretched old hag. You have been deceived by your own cold heart. A curse upon your house and all within it. Until you have found one to love you as you are. You shall remain forever a beast. Something about and like, and then the the rest of the all of his housekeepers just get fucked over. Yeah, they get yeah. all of like, like yeah, the people basically enslaved to the yes. beast in this castle in the middle of nowhere get fucked too. It's ninety nine percent. There's so some. I have I I think I might have seen this, but watching this clip, that's where we're playing the audio from. If there's something about a straight to video movie in full screen and non HD <laughs> that like. This feels like fan art. It's now in HD. It's on Blu-ray. Okay. Uh, it, I, it is I, on Blu-ray? I don't know if it's widescreen or not. It's probably clips, not. They, uh, I was watching some clips that looked really... So it is it is directed video It's directed by... Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Disney Toon Studios. Disney Toon Studios. The guys who did make a goofy movie, so they have made good stuff. But... um. It's it kind of looks pretty good. It looks okay. It's got like a thirteen percent of Rotten Tomatoes, which surprised me because as I was watching these clips, uh, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, some of this looks fine. The songs mm-hmm. aren't great, but uh, it's got a great cast. They add uh, they add a couple new characters. Well, Chip gets replaced by Haley Joel Osment because really? it's, it's nineteen ninety seven. Oh, no. People, what is it with it with Haley Joel Osment that he's it doesn't matter when he goes through puberty. He keeps keep yeah. doing things. Yeah, he's still around. Yeah, he's no, I know, but he's still yeah. Sora. He's a, Sora yeah, he's still has two Sora. two distinct different voices. Yeah. Well, for they some pr- I mean, they've been what's, trying to make that game for twenty. Was years. that a 
um, Tim Curry playing that the piano. That was Tim Curry yeah. as uh, the new character. He's he's the maestro. Uh, his name is Forte. I, I saw Forte in there. I was just expecting Will. He's not going to make so hard. I thought you were going to make a Mega Man. <laughs> now listen here, beast. But, um, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got uh, Robbie Benson and Pedro Hara and Jerry Orbach and David Ogden Steers and Angel Lansbury. Jerry Orbach really was still back. alive. Yeah, he's still okay. alive then. Paul Rubens uh, no. comes in as Fife Whoa. in 1997. That's a late that's Paul Rubens. The, well, that's it. That's fresh off of like being welcome back into Hollywood. Kind of. Yeah. All right, I think your, he's just done blow your or something. Punishment or, is over. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, get jerks, Larry. He plays Fife. Guess mm-hmm. what he gets turned into? Um, his name was already that. Flute. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, and then uh, also we get Frank Welker as the horse, which he probably was in the movie as well. Jeff Bennett plays an axe, uh, okay. which is fun. Kath Susie is the enchantress, but uh, Bernadette Peters also gets added as Damn. like she's the Chris. She was what brings the Christmas. She's like the Christmas angel on top mm-hmm. of the tree, and she mm. sings a song, and she's French. She's the only one. Only was, other one is besides, that entrapment uh, that she shows up at the this woman shows up at this guy's house and then puts a curse on him? It's like a, it's almost yeah, a probably. yes or no question. Well, he's also a jerk. Let me in. No, you're fucked. <laughs> he could have let anyone. Poof. So uh, we don't need to talk about this movie very long. It's it mm-hmm. probably sucks, but uh, I haven't watched it in like. 20 years it uh it looks it looks pretty good but uh we do have a clip of forte trying to destroy the castle they all use their christmas love to stop him but uh forte is all cgi what it looks pretty good like at the end and the as when he's not when he gets turned into the oh, okay big piano thing oh, so look, we can hear a clip of that you're doing don't you see five they can't fall in love if they're dead i'll tell you what i see a big old windbag <laughs> you could have joined me five, but i see my triumph is a solo actor that's not that does not look bad actually. Yeah, it looks pretty good are we to presume that they all died before beauty got there mm-hmm. bell got there is that, what? Was, did before Bill got there, like where what happened to Fife and uh, Big Piano Man? They, that's the thing with these midquels is like Ugh. they always introduce a new character. It's like where were they at the end? Because they awful. they're still friends with Fife. There are a ton story. of characters running around in those background shots uh, of BR yeah, guests. Yeah, could have been there somewhere. Yeah, could have been there somewhere. Plates. And it also suggests even more yeah. horrible shit that there was like wow. It's kind of how they they gave Jar Jar less to say in the sequels. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, this movie probably sucks. It's from when we weren't flooded with those sequels, you know, mm-hmm. like we were during uh, the end of the mm-hmm. Eisner years. But we have to take a quick break. And we will get back. Yes, we're going to talk about Home Alone's uh, Christmas sequels. More of that when we get back. Commercial alert. Put the VCR on pause. Happy holidays, folks, and thank you for listening. This show is brought to you by Audible. And right now, you can get a free audiobook and a 30-day trial of the Audible service just by going to audibletrial.com slash lasertime. You should know by now that they are the leading source for audio-based entertainment. Anything you can plug earbuds into, be it an iPhone, Android, desktop, computer, you can enjoy Audible entertainment on. But this being Christmas is the, is the last time I can plug Dude, there's so much awesome Christmas shit you can get on Audible right now. Would you like to hear a Christmas Carol narrated by Tim Curry or Patrick Stewart? Mm -hmm. How about How the Grinch Stole Christmas 
read by Walter Matthau. And of course, there's Gene Shepard's A Christmas Story. That's the guy who narrates The Christmas Story. He wrote a whole book on it. You can get any one of those for free just by going to audibletrial.com slash lasertime and starting your 30-day free trial. You'll get any one of those books for free. And if you like our podcast, odds are you'll like what Audible has to offer. Once again, that URL is audibletrial.com slash lasertime. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show, 30, 20, 10. Here's a clip from 2007. Now one's bald, one's in a boat, and they're both unconscious. Jerry Seinfeld, DreamWorks, B-Movie. Jesus, B-Movie. How is it like Jerry Seinfeld's done like three things since Seinfeld ended, and this is one of them. Have you seen this? No. This movie is really weird. I've only ever watched this movie sped up every time the word B is said. <laughs> I, I was trying to find part yeah. of that clip. I was, I was Me gonna say, too! I was going to say, be... when you edit this, can you speed it up every time you say B movie? <laughs> B, 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 B. Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. Laser Time, second segment. Of course, we're coming in with some John Williams Home Alone music. Uh, I love it so much. I think that movie, it not only made its own score, Modern Classics, I I don't remember what Christmas radio sounded sounded like without the music from Home Alone. Run, run, Rudolph. Like, all that shit. Whenever I hear hear a song, I'm like, well, I'm just going to start pulling strings. Like, I have Michael Jordan (laughs) on a toy train. Um, But we, of course, have to talk about Home Alone. I, I... Think, did we watch it as a Monday Night movie? The first two, yes. The first, yeah. Uh, well, the first one was one of the commentaries. Oh, yeah, packs. it was like the original Home, Christmas co- Home Alone is so a, on a bona fide classic. I won't hear any arguments. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a lovely film. Yeah, it's a lot and of, I um, liked Home Alone 2 in the same way I like Jingle All the Way, where it's like, I was is this a, little, a good movie? Not really. No. But I, I was a little kid. I didn't see the difference. I'm like, I can't believe I have two of these to watch whenever I want on home video. This, <laughs> this is so cool. Again. And we watched it again. Because this is copy-paste. You described it as copy-paste and... I remember them writing about how that happened, that, like, this is shot in New York with snow, so they have, like, all right, this movie's a success, we need a script by November, or we can't get these shots, mm-hmm. and that's, the movie has to be done, and it does, it, it seems like a rush job, it seems a way too long, it's a little, the premise of Marv and Harry meeting Kevin McAllister on the streets of New York is a little silly, <laughs> uh, I never thought of that, but I still love it, I, we, I, my sister and I watch both of them every year. I love the Home Alones, but I have. Ne- but and here's a clip, my favorite clip, which features our current president. <laughs> Excuse me, where's the lobby? Down the hall and grab him by the pussy. Thanks. <laughs> I didn't say that. Perfect. I didn't say that. I appreciate Melania the title. Said this is okay. The title of the video just says like G E B T P. Oh, never get tired of that. Um, but I do enjoy Home Alone. About- <laughs> Home Alone Two might be. There's one more. I might consider, like, this is fine sitting next to this one. I'd like to see them group together during the holidays. Everything else, let me have the original. Please never ex- mention the sequels. But uh, but Home Alone 3? Yes. So, you're the Matt, Matt, you're the only one. Dave and I have not seen this. You've never seen it once? Well, I mean, by the time it came out, we were a little older. Like, uh-huh. And uh, it, it did come to theaters. And it did really well. We just talked about it on 302010, and I'm hoping mm-hmm. it wins so I can finally see it. 
Because remember, Aziz got you that box yeah. set a long yeah. time ago. You have the. Uh, there are five Home Alone movies. Five, <laughs> and there I cannot believe I have I have not seen half of the Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> Though <laughs> this year they came out with a two pack of Home Alone one and two to yeah. solidify the fact they that those were the want. only true. Oh Home no, Alones. That, it's a Blu-ray box set. There are two Blu-rays in yeah. there. The other three movies did not get the remastered yeah. treatment. Mm-hmm. There is no Scarlett oh, no, Johansson I mean, but commentary. I, but, I, but I mean, this year it's just well, the first two movies. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, uh-huh. we're we, we're giving you the two that you actually want. Home Alone. Yeah. Well, while you guys were out tub thumping when this movie was <laughs> popular, <laughs> I uh, I was watching this movie again and again and again. I ha- I think I had it on VHS and. Yeah. Just watch it. I watch it did it. come to theaters. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 It was definitely in theaters. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I think Tub might have been in the trailer. Uh, <laughs> One of the, the trailer. We've got some of the trailer here. I think it was a different trailer. A team of international high class thieves have crossed two continents to steal a ten million dollar microchip. If that goes in a missile, air defenses can't stop it. They traced it to a quiet Chicago suburb. There are 14 houses. Their only mistake... We're going to have to search them all. ...is being in the same neighborhood as Alex Pruitt. Ooh! Ooh! Oh, look at that. He's making the dumb face. Oh, that's awful. That kid's got some good terrible. Uh, so this movie's not good, mm-hmm. but it is. I do appreciate how they try and uh, kind of switch up the format a little bit, especially mm-hmm. the way that you know, with the way that Homeland Two is the same movie. This movie, it's more like post Mission Impossible. It's like a yeah. It's not on, I was watching the beginning. There's national security at risk in this. Like yeah, they, they because want because of North Korea. <laughs> yeah, in really? 19, yes, North wow. Korea is the uh, the financiers of these international spies. And I just was watching the beginning and like. They fly to get something through airport security. They put you it mean, on RC car and drive it around. I'm like, yes. that's pretty cool. You mean that's Little Rocket cool. Man's dad's little, in this movie? Yes. <laughs> no, yes, Rocket, Rocket, Rocket Dad, Man, Rocket Man Senior, Rocket yeah. Man Senior. Uh, so, and also he's home alone, not because his parents leave and forget him. He's sick. So his parents go what? to work during the day when... But like Ferris Bueller's sick? Yeah, well, no, he's really sick. Okay. He's really sick. So when, when all the people... Because it's a suburb. Mm-hmm. So the, the thing is like, look, everyone's gone. No one's here during the day. So mm-hmm. now we can rob all these houses. Uh, but they know that the chip's there. So they're going during the day to try and find the chip. This kid sees them doing that. No one believes him that mm-hmm. there are dudes breaking in with butt inspection gloves, as he calls the... Uh, butt inspection? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what oh he calls the rubber gloves. He's also got a parrot that talks. <laughs> and, is, he, is he going to say horse's ass at least once in the movie? Uh, Probably Colton did. So. I, so think, I think it's kid. So he's a different kid. They even said different names. Yeah. yeah so he's still in Chicago. The, 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 Fourth movie includes a McAllister that it does yeah. star a McAllister. Is it not Kevin? I thought it's not Kevin. Oh, because we was. talked about it a little and bit on thirty twenty ten. I think they, it's Marv and Marv's girlfriend. They were right. They were right. They bothered writing yeah. or like starting to write a proposal for a Home Alone three starring Macaulay Culkin this year <laughs> when this when Home Alone three came out. Like, uh, oh my God, he's a teenager and he's home alone. Like, how do you do that? Yeah. He's jerking off. And the all only the time. reason it didn't happen is because Macaulay Culkin, like, I'm not acting anymore. Otherwise, yeah. we would have got that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of glad Seth we did. Reed makes. You can't make me do this. Uh, so the I've actually got we've got another clip from mm-hmm. that same trailer that sets up where because in the beginning the trailer you know it's a huge misdirect. Yeah, movies of that time were it's like the Scooby Doo trailer where mm-hmm. it looks like a Batman movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> movies of that time, you know, this is post Mission Impossible. There's mm-hmm. a lot of cool spy thrillers of the you know your. Uh, your Pelican briefs mm-hmm. and such. And uh, so they try and play it up like that. But later on, they show you the, you know, run, run, Rudolph, all that yeah. stuff. So let's uh, hear another clip. This winter. It's been a long time since I was a kid. You forget how incredibly stupid they are. Don't come in. I'm naked. One home stands alone. Gotcha. Oh! 
done in there. From the writer and producer of Home Alone. So it's not think, at Christmas, but it's it's during the winter. During it's the, during the winter. I think it's like the beginning of the winter. But it is John Hughes, like they say. Mm-hmm. John, John Hughes, writer of Baby's Day Out. I wish he wasn't dead, so he can tell us what was going through his head. He was already a recluse. He would not have. Yeah, he didn't. But do he was abuse. he was writing Beethoven and Home Alone sequels, like mm-hmm. until he just stopped writing altogether. He wouldn't have sent his kids to college. That's yeah, but he didn't have enough, or like he made like two movies two movies a year that were bona fide classics for the next three decades, <laughs> and then just did this. Money runs out. Uh, it's so crazy. But check out the helmet he's wearing. It yeah, is a Darth Vader helmet. Darth and Vader my helmet. first remote for my first JVC television. Wow. <laughs> so here, here's what I have to ask you, and I'm glad Matt's here as a younger person. Is Home Alone 3 to you as would you as good as Jingle All the Way? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. No. Home Alone 3, it's just I have affection for it because I watched it a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. It's I'm sure it's not even fun to watch. Okay. But it's uh it's you know, I just I appreciate the way they shake up the formula and that John Hughes is still involved. But no, Matt, Jingle that was all correct. The, Jingle it is all the not way, as good as Jingle All the Way. Jingle all the way is I mean, Jingle All the Way is the worst movie ever made. Now, but is, it's so much fun. <laughs> is Home Alone Three better than Three Ninjas? No, no, okay. totally not. Three that Ninjas. Is, that is also uh, correct. I think Home Alone Three is, is better than uh, Three Ninjas Three. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. one with Hulk Hogan. No, three Ninjas. Thunder three, Mountain. Yes, like but, yeah, <laughs> big Jim Thunder Barney. Lips, Thunder Lips Mountain. I, I just I was looking through Disney's old product. Like this is Disney, but Disney yeah. made a Home Alone ripoff. Three the Ninjas. Only, the only reason I'd watch this is to see if Scarlett Johansson still has the voice of a thirty-year-old when she's like. It's she does a little bit. It's a super <laughs> small you're, role, though, you're right? Home Alone, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I consider William uh, a friend of mine. But this, this I gotta let Dave shine on because we just watched uh, a Christmas story. You can get that on yes. our LaserTime.bandcamp uh, or become a patron for five bucks and just get all the commentaries yeah. we've ever done. So a Christmas story, in my opinion, unbelievable, the classic. best Christmas movie ever. Mm-hmm. It actually has two sequels. Uh, one was shortly after. And that's like, what I was talking about. Yeah. You thought you could strip away the Christmas yeah. and holiday themes of Jingle All the Way yeah. and make this work. Yeah, didn't work for Christmas Story. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, the first one that came out was in 1994. It's called My Summer Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, sorry. I, yeah, I think it was originally My Summer Story, mm-hmm. and then when it didn't do well, it only made seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, box it got office. a really short release, and then, and then it got changed to It Runs in the Family. Wait, it had the related title, and then they changed it to they, the unrelated. I think title? so, dude. That's, but that's when I was trying to say Christmas Story didn't kick it's like in. Like what they did with Ghostbusters 2016. I always tell that story that I would. My, our school was given like four VHSs. I think as donations or tax deductible donations and Christmas Story was one of them so I never I wasn't alive to see it in the theater but like we saw it in school all the time so we loved it my parents had never seen it it wasn't a classic yet mm-hmm. so can you you can you imagine that now like there's a sequel to Christmas Story and like nobody knows what to do with it yeah, I think it was the it, 24 hour airings on, on TNT and on TBS TNT or, or I remember I saw it on HBO but like that's because like this this was made I think it was shelved for two years because yeah. No one knew what it. No one knew yeah. Christmas Story well enough to respect a sequel to it. <laughs> yeah. And it, the best part about it is that Gene Shepard, he's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy who wrote the, all the radio plays. Yeah. He's the narrator of a Christmas Story. It's, it's why it works so well. Like it's way closer to a Christmas Story yeah. than, than a Christmas Story two. Mm-hmm. And also the cast is low key pretty great. Like, yeah. yeah, Charles Grodin. Charles Mary Grodin is dead. Kieran Culkin is the Kieran boy. Culkin. That is a great uh, 1990 whatever. Yeah, cast. and uh, like whatever. the bullies are crazy. So the one clip that I grabbed from this because I I watched this, I don't remember shit about it, but the one clip I got is uh, Ralphie talking about the bullies. Mm. I was one of that lonely breed. Lug Ditka was another. Lug Ditka, the worst bully in the history of Warren G. Harding. Scott Farkas, my old enemy, had been demoted to bully second class. Get the top. <laughs> 
Right. Wow, that's so, so cool. So the, the the whole thing about this movie is that Ralphie's trying to find a top that can beat the new bully yeah. in a top competition. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, for one thing, they take out a lot of the just incessant like beatings that the bullies gave in the first movie, mm-hmm. which made it more real. But also, <laughs> I hate when this and A Christmas Story 2 both do the thing where... Ralphie said something. Ralphie, as an adult, said something definitively in a Christmas story that was later backtracked. So in the first movie, he talks up Scud Farkas, mm-hmm. and then he says this new kid is a bigger bully than Scud Farkas. Now, yeah. even if Scud Farkas was demoted, I think still think that <laughs> Scud Farkas and the damage that he incurred is way bigger than probably the, way bigger than the Dream Child, aka the kid from uh, Jurassic Park who uh, wants who's going to get his guts cu- cut open. That oh same yes, kid, oh, whoa. that kid it, has like three roles oh, in the his Raptor entire. Claw? I forgot yeah. his name. We just talked about him on. He's creepy. That, that's all I can say. He still yeah, looks creepy. I saw this on TV as a kid, and I just was. I think it was by the other title because I like a few minutes in I was like wait what the fuck is this like yeah. this is just like Christmas Story it, 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 well yeah you, like for a kid who knew Christmas Story was unmistakable the second I saw it I was shocked to know it existed yeah. and I couldn't it wasn't in video stores you couldn't buy it like and it just sort of disappeared and fell by the wayside yeah. but it's perfectly charming yeah yeah, um, it's a fine movie. Unlike a Christ- uh, the Christmas Story 2, the official, official sequel, sequel yeah, came out in 2012. Jeez. And so this takes place six years after the original Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, tr- uh, Ralphie is now 15 years old. He wants to get a used car for Christmas. Uh, he goes to work at the Christmas store that they go to in the first movie. Higby's? Higby's. Uh, but more, more importantly, Gene Shepard is dead. Yeah, so he, it's a different He's narrator. not around. It has a narrator? It does have a narrator, oh. um, but it's also... Uh, yeah, so it's got all the... I mean, it does have Daniel Stern in it, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Doing, wait, dad. double duty. Is du- he the narrator? He's the dad. No, he's not. He's oh, the dad. But cool. he is doing double double Christmas duties. That'd be funny Christmas, if he was also Christmas the narrator movie. of this. Uh, yeah, I have one. I have a clip Darren from McGavin the... Darren uh, McGavin was also yes. dead. Um, I have a clip from the uh, trailer here. Jeez. A Christmas Story 2, the official sequel. The timeless tradition continues with all your favorite characters. Randy. Zerg's minions are everywhere. I just can't trust that son of a... Ralphie's best pals, Flick and Schwartz. Oh, here we go. I'll fight. <laughs> Mom. For Pete's sake, no. I heard you sniffle. And the old man. It's a clinker! In an all-new... All right. He's doing Joe Pesci's Razafracken from Home Alone. Well, he's doing Darren McGavin's Razafracken. Uh, actually, if you go to a minute 30 on that clip, uh, this, it does what... The worst thing about A Christmas Story is that it is even worse than Home Alone 2 in recycling of jokes. So we've got a couple right here. I'm just bummed. They... There's a giant stamp that comes out that says, Official sequence. Yeah. Fuck you, it runs in the family. Yes. This is official. <laughs> This is for you from Aunt Clara. That is too adorable for words. I can think of a few. Aunt Clara gave a sailor costume, oh, and there's one other one. The, well, 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 watch the other th- joke. The official sequel. Isn't it beautiful? It's oh. risen from the grave. This is the greatest Christmas in history. Oh, that's awful. So they resurrect the, the leg lamp? The dad gets the leg lamp back, which, by the way, you think Ralphie would have mentioned... In the course of a Christmas yeah. story. He's when an adult. So, like, all this is behind him. And that was only the first lamp. Yeah. Like, of course his dad is sad when his first lamp breaks, but he could have said, oh, by the way, he got a replacement a couple years later. Uh, but, yeah, another uh, instance of Joker cycling. I have a clip of that. More curses? Yes. You ever hear of setting an example? Oh, yes. Job well done there. I was being a good parent. You were being a cheap son of a bitch. <gasps> My mother had not uttered an obscenity in 30 years, ever since she was a teenager, and lost her job at Kresge's Market for telling a hostile customer to go to heck. Jig all you want. 
I'm going caroling. Fine with me. Dude, they, they recast the narrator? They had to. I mean, Gene oh. Shepard wasn't around. That's pretty I, I good. That, I, the narrator's not bad. Not a bad approximation. He sounds like Gene Shepard. I guess, I guess. But, yeah, like, I hate this in the same way I hate a summer, uh, my summer story. Mm -hmm. Because they it shits on Ralphie's original narration. And this line at the end of the movie is... Mm -hmm. It it, it, I, it angered me so much hearing it. Like, I hit, I didn't like the movie in general, but then this ending, just like, that was it. Uh, so, at the end of the movie, he gets that car. Mm -hmm. He has a girl in the car with him. Everything's going great for, for good old Ralphie. And then he says I this. I got my first hand job. Yes. <laughs> when I was nine, I pulled the wrapping off the present of my dreams and knew right then and there, no Christmas would ever be the same. And none were until today which this truly was the best christmas story movie yeah <laughs> I, that's pretty fucked up i and i can't even wrap my head around that because he says until today yeah so what is, is the narrator is the I narrator ralphie at this point in time if, if i because wanna, then it makes no sense if i that's it's kind of the last one of the last lines of stand by me when yeah. richard dreyfus is done narrating a story i I he never died had in Vietnam. I never had friends like I did when I was twelve. I he could have, if he would have just said, it, "But this was a really close second. And I'd be like, "Fine." And I'm, I'm oh, just, be good. But yeah. he had to like say that this was his ultimate Christmas. Just Get glad, fucked. I'm, I hate that. I'm glad we're doing this because this is one of those things that like I'm mad curious about, but terrified to look at. And I know you had to, uh, it being your favorite man, movie. You but this, the next movie you brought up is have. in a similar vein. Yet, I mean. <laughs> These Christmas movies have some sequels yeah. we like to scrub from the world. I mean, uh, this one's this yes. is a weird one. And unlike pretty much like any superhero movie, like a lot of these were direct to DVD, direct to VHS, direct mm -hmm. to Blu-ray, and certain situ situations sequels. This was a sequel that aired on NBC. So it premiered these, on NBC. It, it premiered on NBC. Uh, the sequel to National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Ooh. National Lampoon's Holy Christmas shit. Vacation to Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. Talk still has the National Lampoons. Yes, it aired December twentieth, two thousand three, on NBC. Did you, there's a documentary I really want to watch about National Lampoons, but they're gone, and they licensed their name out for bad comedy movie. Yeah. When they were the leading comedy Harvard newspaper, yeah, the magazine's gone. Now it's just to tell people. Hey, people, this is really bad. <laughs> this is really bad. Uh, National, Lampo National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 2, Eddie's Holiday Adventure. That yes. sounds like Beetlejuice go ho goes Hawaiian. <laughs> like a, a legendary thing that may not exist. But it does. And it what does year was tropical. it? It does go tropical. 2003. Oh, so it was a I wanted to say it was Randy Quaid's like last bit of normalcy. Yeah. But I think he had a couple years after that. I mean, you can start to... You can start to tell like some of the wires are coming loose and shit like can that. Can you? I don't know. It just he does seem a little off. Half uh, this movie is him fucking his wife with a Reagan mask. Exactly. On. Yeah. I mean, I think this is the first. Take that, Rupert Murdoch. Take that. The, <laughs> I think it's the first vacation movie, maybe the only that doesn't include Chevy Chase and it, like, Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't include the Griswolds, mm -hmm. like the two main Griswolds. This this stars. He's not a Griswold. Yes, this is uh, cousin Eddie. Uh, but uh, from he's uh, Randy Quaid from the first no the first and the third Christmas movies mm -hmm. or first and third vacation movies yes and the fourth he's in Vegas was he oh, yeah, yeah he's in Vegas I, I tried to forget that I, movie. I couldn't forget it because I'd never seen anybody do that with a six pack of beer he drank two of the beers and then it, like ran it through his belt loop so it hung <laughs> it, so it hung like a like tackle it was great yeah I I mean I should watch this movie again to see if he does shit like that again because like I love. 
like co- cousin Eddie's aesthetic in the first few movies mm-hmm. is great. Like the shitty leisure suits, leisure suits that he wears. We, my, I told, like, I told he wears you guys that this. in the second, in the like the my all girlfriend white. decided on the plane in Thanksgiving <laughs> just to watch the original Vacation. Yeah. One, it's like native 240p, yeah. and it's like the <laughs> oddest resolution I've ever seen. I forgot he was in that. Oh, yeah, but he's dressed normal, and so like I can't hear what she's hearing. So cousin Eddie's just. A guy in a polo shirt, he's but I'm, I'm little, sure he's saying shit I mean, and doing yeah, shit. The, the he's first, a redneck, yeah, and he also like but think fucks about his it, daughter. Think in that about movie. him in vacation, like he's <laughs> yeah. in his underwear half the time, yeah. wearing disgusting clothing, mm-hmm. spitting everywhere. He's Shitter's always full. a dirtbag. Shitters full, because <laughs> like you know, I saw that in the theater, and I, yeah. that was for my dad. Yeah. Cousin Eddie was his big takeaway. That's yeah. the thing he thought was the the funniest. And Randy Quaid is normally, I'll say this, as a, a connoisseur of <laughs> shitty comedies, the savior of yeah. sequels. He w- he was the funniest part about Major League Two when I saw it. Yeah. When I first saw it, uh, I love him in Caddyshack too. Yeah. <laughs> I love Caddyshack too so much. And when he's in low budget shit, even then he's still really good. Like mm-hmm. Freaked, I mm-hmm. love that movie. He gets paid the same. No matter, it doesn't matter how you much think? the movie costs. I think I, I don't mean, know. I, he probably got a pretty good paycheck. He was, he for was a really vacation. good young actor too. Yeah. Yeah. Last detail, but I, SNL. I, I sorry, I never saw this movie. But, yeah, it's what's and I'm weird. guessing. I'm guessing, like I said with Home Alone, they couldn't shoot on location in December and have it make a release date so they yeah. have to go to oh, a Oh, I mean this could commence the cardinal crime of Christmas movies and it's not set at anywhere Christmas <laughs> he, he, they they fly somewhere the plane crashes mm-hmm. they have they're stranded on a desert island for Christmas like, people that, who that live sucks. in tropical climates do celebrate Christmas I know they but don't it, I don't I, they can. I don't when I get there I don't think ooh Christmas Eve you've got lights on a palm tree get yeah, the I, fuck out of I'm, here I don't want that I want I like, snow. I like the King of the Hill episode we did the commentary for because it looks more like my Florida Christmas yeah. no snow but everybody everything else but snow we got we're mm-hmm. doing all of that stuff yeah. But Put I would up. never shoot a movie. If I'm shooting a Christmas movie, <laughs> yeah. it's somewhere in, in I snow. Mean, and, and, like, Christmas Vacation is a bunch of skits about Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, Clark doing shit outside in the snow and uh, falling down a lot. I feel and... like that's marginalizing it, but that describes the movie pretty succinctly. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas Sketch sketches. Getting, yeah. stuck in the, uh, getting stuck in the attic while everyone goes Christmas shopping. Like, it just <laughs> feels very Christmassy. This does not feel Christmassy. What I will what I will give this credit for mm-hmm. is that it dives it it dives deep into vacation history. Like there's a lot of cameos. I mean, one of everybody but the Griswolds. Uh, kind of uh, Dana Barron, who played Audrey in the very first uh, vacation movie. Wow. Hmm. I who I still think is the best Audrey. Mm-hmm. Is she the only one now, to return? Uh, she she comes back. Also, I mean, obviously, cousin Eddie comes back, and cousin Eddie's wife is. The I same. mean, the only Audrey to return. Hasn't yes, there been a different so. Audrey and everyone? Yeah. And the kids are always different ages. So I did, yeah. I did like um, Johnny Galecki. Yeah. Well, who who played Audrey in that? She's kind of famous. I oh, it's her uh, what's her name from Natural Born yeah, Killers? Lewis. And, yeah, yes. she's she's also a good Audrey, but I think Anthony Dana, Michael Hall. Yeah, uh, but Dana Barron might be the best Audrey. She returns, but it's like such a bland bland mm-hmm. role that I don't really care about. But there is a there's another person returning, uh, who uh, he's in the clip a little bit. If you want to play it. Are you all right? Oh, huh? oh yeah. Merry Christmas. Um, no, I'm I'm fine. Uh, no damage. I, I, I've got all the usual number of arms and legs. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't even see you. Oh, yeah, it's quite all right. It's quite all right. Just, you know, just a few superficial uh, breaks. Sort of thing happens to me all the time. <laughs> You're foreigner, ain't you? <laughs> what are you? Uh, I, I, I'm English. <laughs> oh, well, you sure do talk pretty. <laughs> Thanks very much. Well, we did sort of invent the language. <laughs> no hard feelings? No feelings whatsoever. <laughs> to Eric Idle. <laughs> yeah. Who, do, that's the same role he had in uh, European, European Vacation. He will do anything for money. Yeah. Yeah. Eric 
He's written <laughs> songs about it. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess he has. Um, yeah, they're shipwrecked, and they celebrate Christmas on a desert island. Oh, that's blah, awful. Blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I had this on DVD. The only I watched I it, on, I it. it on aired. It's really bad. <laughs> the only snowless Christmas movie I will watch is Ernest Saves Christmas, because yeah. it's right in my neck of the woods. <laughs> Which is a sequel that is a Christmas movie, but it sh- doesn't have a sequel that... Are any of those sequels? That, I guess not. I don't know. I think they all take place in a rebooted universe. Yeah. Because yeah. I think about it. Every, Ernest, every time his relationship with Vern is destroyed. Yeah, that, that Ernest has no relationship to any other previous Ernest. Ernest can't dunk in this universe. Oh, man. That's um, why the, like, the silent guy and the fat guy always have different jobs in every movie. And <laughs> I let Matt... You you brought me around to this. Actually, a bunch of people brought me around. We were streaming The Grinch. It's just called <laughs> The Grinch, but it's the PS1 game based on How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And I was going off and like, fucking 60-page book turned into two-hour Hollywood movie. This is bullshit. And I forget who it was in the chat. Like, I just listened to you go off on how good Cinderella is, <laughs> and it's based on a, sh- a shorter story than that. <laughs> And like you, you, you're right. You're right. You're totally right. You're totally right. Like I am being a cynical dick for things I didn't grow up loving, and I've never given the Grinch a fair shake, and I'll do it this year because I love Dr. Seuss. I love Grinch Jim Carrey. And nobody should love Ron Howard. He just makes movies that are just perfectly fine. Your dad should love yeah, Ron Howard. He makes dad movies. That very good dad movies. Movie. Be perfectly fine. <laughs> it wasn't. But but I was. I'm also a little too cynical to. Tim Allen in general. Tim Allen's an asshole. Oh, he sucks. <laughs> it, this is before that though, because uh, I remember like after after been arrested uh, for selling cocaine. <laughs> no, 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 I'm proud of that. Like that <laughs> that, that makes you hilarious. Uh, uh, I don't, <laughs> he, wonder if he could cut me a deal. Oh, <laughs> eight ball. Um, uh, I I just didn't like when Seinfeld ended. It's like, well, it looks like the last sitcom standing. That's the best is Home Improvement. I'm like, that's. Mm-hmm. That's not true at all. That's like one of the one of the worst shows there is. It's yeah. inexplicably popular, and Tim Allen became the highest paid uh, actor on television for a very brief period of time, like far and away, like no one was even close to him. And then he immediately got a Disney movie that I didn't love, a Santa Claus, mm-hmm. that broke all these fucking records. He was like a he was like Disney's biggest star. He was. He was like the Kurt Russell of the '90s, early 2000s yeah. for Disney. And he's made a splash almost nowhere else in any other thing. Mm-hmm. For some reason, when Tim Allen combines... The stand-up the, was pretty big. Because you think about this year, Tim Allen's in the number one show, he's in the number one cartoon in 1995, mm-hmm. and he's in the fucking Santa Claus. This isn't like yeah. an 18-month span. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Tim Allen was everywhere, and I was annoyed. But I, I have seen... when I, I've seen Santa Claus enough times, like, no, nah, that movie's pretty good. The, Santa the effects are bad. I've never I, seen any of them. A lot of these movies we talk about that I watched religiously because mm-hmm. I was a child, I will still be like, Home Alone 3 is not good. Mm-hmm. You know, Home Improvement's mm-hmm. not a good show, but I watch it all the time and can talk about it. Mm-hmm. The Santa Claus is a pretty smart kids movie. Like, mm-hmm. it is, it does, it has a lot of jokes in it that I don't think would be in a kids movie most of the time these days. Uh, I think he is legitimately great in it. No, I, and I can see Tim Allen has had some legitimately great performances that mm-hmm. I'm just not giving him credit for. I don't for. know if he's had any besides this. No, I swear, sometimes in, in movies, like, did he just act? <laughs> Does Tim Allen have range? I mean, this is incredible. He has to pretend that his son has cancer. Like that. <laughs> uh, but the Santa Claus one, like, there's some jokes in it because it's not about it's not about the kids. Yeah. They don't shove a kid. He does have a kid, mm-hmm. but a lot of kids' movies at the time, you know. And I was a kid, and we talked about this mm-hmm. before, like with the Power Ranger sequels and stuff. Is like, oh, I don't want to think about a kid. I want to think mm-hmm. about the adults. I want to be mm-hmm. so like they're he's dropping very Tim Allen-y jokes where he said like when they're like, what did you guys like? They're grilling him about how he spent Christmas with his son because he's a divorced dad and he's like oh, you know we uh, cruise around look for loose women I read him a book like those mm-hmm. kind of jokes are just like fun to see in a kids movie but then 
they make the sequel, they sap all that out mm. and they make it the kiddiest shit in the world, even though it's about trying huh. to get Santa laid. So <laughs> Santa Claus 2. Let's the, watch a the clip from Mrs. The Mrs. Claus. Walt Disney Pictures presents a motion picture as big as the holidays themselves. Ho, ho, ho! Santa Claus is back. Look out! But this year, Santa ran into a little problem. I've got to get married? <laughs> <laughs> Screech! Uh, yeah. yeah, dog puts a <laughs> paw over his nose. As <laughs> a pizza on a record player. Gross. Um, so, yeah, they... You know that there's enough women in the world that have a Santa fetish. <laughs> that was like, it's easy. I'm heading to DeviantArt right Go now. Go to FetLife. You figure it out. Movie over. <laughs> so the reason that the Santa Claus has an E on it is because it's a movie about, like, legal a, a clause and yeah. a document. It's how, it's how everyone may age. Dude, I think, and I, I it didn't happen to me, but I, because I remember it, it took it's me a while. Always pitch me was a typo. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this, like, I remember learning how to spell stuff like that. Kids I, don't know how to spell I learned Santa how to spell uh, Nintendo because it had a 10 in it, mm-hmm. and I knew what other words didn't go where. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I was, like, eight years old, that's how I learned to spell. Yeah, Santa Claus took to me a while. like Brett learned math. It's weird, but I can, <laughs> I can remember this when I'm, like, when I'm, like, six years old, and I remember being proud of being able to sell Santa Claus. I'll bet for a kid like me who was a little younger... This fucked up the way they spelled it Santa Claus for years. Did. Kids yeah. today, like people my age, still spell it with an mm-hmm. E, and I have to be like, "You're doing this because of Tim Allen." That's yeah. great. You can probably find it in like an AP article. I'm like, I know exactly I'm how old this author is. I'm now learning how to spell Odyssey. <laughs> I thanks to Mario. I'm almost there. I almost got but it. But Abe, Abe screwed me I've for been years. Spelling it like Abe's Odyssey forever. <laughs> it's one D forever. So this movie, as you can tell, but like Santa Claus is kind of, like they rip all that stuff mm-hmm. out. They still have the legal thing where he has to get married. So what they have to do is they have to de-santify him mm-hmm. so he can go back to uh, America. Santa's getting sexy. Yes, he has to go back to sexy Tim hey, Allen. Who's are you declaring that North Pole ain't America? I don't care for that. <laughs> so they send him back and to replace him while he's away, as he's turning, it's the reverse of the first movie. Was turning back into Tim Allen, mm-hmm. so turning into Santa Claus. They build a fake toy Santa uh. who gets sentient. And starts deciding very black and whitely how uh, if a kid is good or bad, and uh, seems like he's about to murder a bunch so, of kids. So like Santa from uh, Futurama. It's exactly the same as that, Whoa. except I think this this might even first. I don't remember. And also, an evil robot Santa sounds like Bill and Ted as well. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the evil robot uses. Yes. Uh, so then they have to go back, and he also falls in love with a woman, Who, so and she becomes Santa Mrs. Claus. It's Tim Allen in a robot oh. suit. Two rolls. Like I'm sure there's, there's got to be a Buzz Lightyear joke in there somewhere. Oh. Because Home Improvement or, or an Oscar, mm-hmm. or an Oscar. Come on, that's double the time. That's double the work. <laughs> Bicentennial Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so wait, that, nobody has ever. No one's ever won an Oscar for being Santa, have they? <laughs> In like the forties, maybe. Yeah. Hold on, just imagine <laughs> how sad that movie probably is. If <laughs> you win an Oscar for being Santa, odds are he gets cancer. Yeah. He dies a little bit. He has a great death scene. The fifth time Christian Bale gets fat will be yeah. to play Santa and win his Oscar. And like, imagine at the Oscars are like what February, March, like you win for Santa. And then that's just yeah. <laughs> We've already forgotten this film. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Santa. Right Anthony now. Hopkins as Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> so that movie is totally unremarkable. It does bring back. It brings back some actors from the first movie, like uh, David Crumholtz. Uh, David Crumholtz mm-hmm. does not come back. It's mm-hmm. the fat kid with a lisp who's in every '90s movie. He kind of replaces David Crumholtz. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Chris Antista? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm way past that. Oh, Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle comes back instead of playing his boss. He plays, uh, I think, the Tooth Fairy or Father Time or something mm-hmm. like that. Like. Santa becomes Santa's in like almost a, a book club of all the mythical creatures Sweet. I'm gonna get to talk about Father Time too. which uh, that sets up the third movie so this movie totally unremarkable not worth watching at all the third one is still 
awful. I've, I've watched all of these movies. Mm-hmm. The third one is absolutely terrible, but... It has a video game based off of it that will hopefully stream? Has a video game based off of slash laser time? Uh, in this film, we get to meet Jack Frost. And yeah, let's hear the trailer. This time, Christmas is getting Jack. Jack Frost. You are hereby charged with attempting to upstage Santa Claus in a manner that is both willful and malicious. Excuse me. Did you just accuse me of being skillful and delicious? I'm tired of playing second fiddle. I'm going to be Santa Claus. Jack, you gotta let this go. You get TV specials and the postage stamps and the army of toy building yes men. What do I get? A Michael Keaton movie. Yeah. Where you? Well, it's not unrelated, but <laughs> what? Michael Jack Frost, where he plays a snowman. Oh, yeah. yes. But I, I am, st- I'm terrified to see this because there's few people I love in this universe who don't get uh, their praises sung. More than Martin Short. Yes. Martin Short rules. He does. And nobody makes anything cool for him to be in. I saw Almost him live a- last year. Uh, he is... With he Steve is Martin? Just as... Yes. He is. Oh, wish I could so have seen that. Basically, I want to be like, Sen, I must say. Two, <laughs> two of my biggest heroes uh, together. He is just as spry as he was in the 80s. Like, he's jumping around the stage. I love that man. Uh, that man. I do love the the movie poster for this, because it looks like a fighting game matchup screen. <laughs> it totally does. It looks like a Mortal Kombat yeah. cover. So he... They go back in time. Uh, to when Tim Allen became Santa, mm-hmm. and Jack Frost replaces him in that memory. So Tim Allen has always been the shitty dad. Tim Allen, he's never become Santa and become <gasps> a good dad. Uh, which also in the second movie, his son gets like emo and starts like trashing his school because his dad's never around. <laughs> so they try mm-hmm. and give you some heart, and it doesn't work at all. Uh, but this movie totally sucks. But Martin Short, Martin Shorts it up like crazy. I, ugh, Clifford, I, he's, all, all of Martin Short's movies are, I guess, kind of <laughs> rated. He's in a lot of bad shit. Clifford is. Clifford's it's, it's having a renaissance yeah. now. Of, it's of, so weird. It's so weird and crazy. The ending of that movie when he puts uh, puts him on that ride oh. and makes him go around the dinosaur ride. God damn, I wish I still say, had that poster. I got it for free from a video store. <laughs> I want to say Mason. So this movie, these movies are not worth watching at all except for Martin Short. That's the only reason you want to watch them. But the Santa Claus one, totally worth watching. It's worth being a tradition. I, I thought, I just thought, it's been 10 years since the, this movie. Yeah. I thought this was going to be something that never stopped. Because Vince Vaughn made that like Fred Claus movie, yeah. I Which think is on to, like, HBO Go right now. to like fill in a space that this this left a void. Uh, I I cannot believe these stopped. This wasn't an, an unsuccessful film. No, these I'm, movies I think all did pretty well. It's so nuts. By the uh, way, is uh, the last movie to be released before Peter Boyle, Peter Boyle died? Oh, and, that's yeah, such a so. shame. That's um, the last thing he was in. He had one posthumous movie, but okay. uh, posthumous. Posthumous. Sorry. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds really funny. Posthumous, because it wasn't funny anymore because he's dead. <laughs> but I think that that, ex- that is it for our movies, Matan Shan, <laughs> where I get to bore the shit out of you guys with some of my favorite Christmas special sequels. Hang and on. yes, we know Iron Man 3 is technically a sequel instead of Christmas. I do have one more clip. What? Oh, my bad. Of Tim Allen saying, almost saying one of his favorite catchphrases. I'm going to make everything good again. <laughs> Walt Disney Pictures. I'm going to make everything good again? <laughs> mega. Hashtag mega. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. All right, but well, we are going to close out the movie segment, and we're going to dig deep into the shitty, shitty follow-ups to some of the most classic Christmas specials of all time. Uh, it's okay if you leave at this point. <laughs> uh, I, will, I won't judge you. We'll be back in just one second.
This week's episode of Blazer Time is also brought to you by Casper Premium Mattresses, people. Look, the greatest gift you're going to get this year is the gift of a new mattress. If you've been sleeping on a dense, hard, filthy, dirty, or too soft, apparently that's a problem too. If you've been sleeping on the wrong mattress, save yourself a little money and try out Casper Mattresses. Better still, you can go to caspertrial.com slash lasertime and get $50 towards any new mattress from Twin to California King. Our boy Davey sleeps on one because Casper mattresses combine high-density memory premium latex foams to create a sleep surface that contours through your body and keeps you cool and balanced throughout the night. More importantly, they offer a 100-night risk-free trial. You can sleep on it for 100 nights and then just return it. Full refund, they'll come pick it up and dispose of it. It's as if it never happened. And once again, you can save $50 just by going to caspertrial.com slash lasertime to try out Casper for yourself. Welcome to your fun-filled internal break, people. Look, this, I said it last week, but this time for real. It is our final Christmas laser time of the year. We have a ton of other Christmas laser times you can go listen to, be it naughty Christmas songs, holiday horror, manly Christmas specials. But we've also been streaming a ton of stupid shit on our YouTube recently, including How the Grinch Sold Christmas, The Game, and Home Alone 2, and even the awful Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer for Wii. But this week, yes, that's right, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds comes to laser time. We are going to try and play this game for ourselves. I don't know if we're going to be any good at it, but we're going to give it our best shot, goddammit. And who knows, maybe a little Monster Hunter with a special guest. There's a new beta out on PS4. Check it out, people. It's fucking awesome. Did you see that Lisa's wedding came to talking Simpsons, Talking Simpsons, the chronological breakdown of every episode of The Simpsons that comes out every Wednesday. Yeah, it did. It's one of the best episodes ever. Thinking had a special guest on it. Was that Cat Bailey? Or was it Diana Goodman, our 302010 co-host, which people this week, brace yourselves, it is 302010's first biggest movie of all time. And that movie is, like it or not, Titanic. It was the biggest movie ever for well over a decade. Broke every single box office record. And I was honored to be able to talk about that with our buddy Diana Goodman, who knows everything about movies. And if you enjoy her, there's a slight chance you'll like her husband on Fidget Game Apocalypse. That's right. Fidget Game Apocalypse is all new this week. Every Friday as normal, we will have shows for you throughout the entire Christmas break, especially on bonus time. You can enjoy some best of new editions of uh, stuff you might have heard before. But by going to patreon.com slash lasertime, that's how you can support us. We have a brand new Christmas commentary of uh, King of the Hills' first ever Christmas episode, The Unbearable Blindness of Lang. Hopefully you're laughing already. I forgot what that title meant, and it's goddamn great. It's a really funny episode. No video required. You can watch it with us. Speaking of video where you do need to find the video for yourself, we're going to watch Jingle All the Way tonight at 7 p.m. If you do not have your own copy and you're not there, you're going to miss it. But if you're a patron, you'll have a video and audio archive that you can access anytime, including over 100 other commentaries. And, of course, you can pick it up later on our Bandcamp, lasertime.bandcamp.com, where we have a ton of other Christmas commentaries that you can enjoy, starting at just one buck. Home Alone, Batman Returns, that's the one. Scrooge, uh, other things christmas story we just did die hard all that fun stuff that's it i'll get out of here you guys have a happy holidays and thank you so much for supporting laser time at patreon.com slash laser time it has been an honor serving you throughout 2017 and we hope to carry it over into 2018 provided you're still supporting us
Coming in with some Vince Garaldi to set a mood, people. To set a mood. Um, not that one. Dancing with my nose. Christmas is coming. It's the one in my stupid Instagram where I film all my ornaments. I, I get stupid excited for Christmas, and I really, really love Christmas specials. Again, I did a site for four years reviewing Christmas specials at cartoonchristmas.com. I'll never update it again. Um, but it was, it was fun because it was a way to explore every single cartoon property. And in most of these cases... Some of the most abandoned properties of all time. And again, people, we're going to talk about old shit. Your young asses, you fucking edgelords are going to be bored <laughs> out of your mind. But I will close this with some Simpson shit, so ah, it might be relevant. Stick around. Um, but Rankin-Bass, I just want to talk a bit about Rankin-Bass. Because Rankin-Bass might have no meaning to anybody now. They technically haven't made anything in a while. Hmm. I mean, both Arthur, Rankin, and Jules Bass are dead. But they were this little outfit that made almost exclusively holiday stuff. Uh, and I wanted to see if I could ask you this question, guys. Uh, first of all, I wanted to ask you this question. Christmas time? What's that? Teehee. Teehee. But when we will get to the rest of it. Lights, this, please. I, I, had the, I had the beginning. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Yes, me, Chris Antista. Linus hates the war on Christmas. I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> Uh, Rankin Bass. I want to like name the most famous Christmas specials you can think of. No, no jokes. What do you, like Rudolph, Frosty, Rudolph, Frosty, uh, Santa Claus Zero Zero. I'm surprised the ones called. you're missing. Charlie Brown. There you go. Um, I, was thinking, I was thinking Rankin Bass. Grinch, and I just love looking at them together. The first Christmas special, technically ever, is Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol <laughs> in uh, 1963. So when you think of the Christmas specials we watch at uh, at Christmas time in the 2010s and probably in the 2020s those were made in 1963 64 65 66 not nuts but Rankin Bass can you imagine they're like the sonic team of Christmas specials they're a group of people who've been chained exclusively to just <laughs> holiday theme specials can you imagine if your job every day year in and year out for 15 years was just making Christmas stuff. Mm -hmm. It's May, it's July, it's June. You just keep making shit. That was their jobs. So, it, like, I don't know if this is going to be obvious right off the bat, but what are all these, the Rankin-Bass Christmas specials based on? The Hobbit. No. <laughs> you're, you're jumping ahead of me. No, that's incorrect. I don't have my incorrect noise up. Didn't they make The Hobbit? They did. <laughs> yeah. They did, but in like, because they do have notable stuff under their belt, like The Hobbit, uh, Return of the King, The Last Unicorn, a very, very, mm -hmm. fun, it's, I love that more than The Hobbit. Um, they made The Thundercats, uh, but uh -huh. I think they stopped, I think that their last stop motion animation special was in 1985, an adaptation of a Frank Baum story, I forget, uh, but it was their last holiday stop motion special. Oh, yeah. The stop motion stuff, beautiful, it was something they pioneered, they called it Animagic, it was made by um, a Japanese company called Topcraft, whose founders would go on to co-found another studio. Somebody has to know what that studio is. Studio Ghibli? Studio Ghibli. Oh, um, wow, wow. Part of Toei Animation. Yeah, it, it has its roots in all that. All the, and almost all these stop-motion puppets are lost to time, buried in someone's attic. They didn't treat them very well. Um, but what are all of their specials based on? Music, songs. It is songs. <laughs> Seriously, think about it. Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, yeah. Frosty, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. There's a... Easter special they made called Here Comes Peter Cottontail. Yeah. Uh, and one that no, no one will ever mention again, Little Drummer Boy. It was a popular Christmas song at the time. Uh, I wanted to talk about the sequels they made to it because this was their bread and butter. It just seems so weird that a company... Can you imagine how cynical they probably were towards Christmas if that was your job for two decades just to make hmm. Christmas specials? But that was their job. Um, and, you know, they aired every Christmas, but 
people were toiling on these over and over every all year round they were making Christmas specials Little Drummer Boy is a very good special it has Jesus in it uh, it was made in 1968 they made a 1976 sequel how do you make a sequel to a song oh and I did want to point out like the one of the more recent Christmas specials I love pointing out on previous Laser Times what's the most modern Christmas song you can think of uh, all, all I, I want, want for Christmas, Christmas right too, yeah. like it's been and that's 20 years old yeah. and that's but that's the only one that made it into like the playlist that gets played every year so they made a Christmas special out of that two years ago. There's an All I Want for Christmas is You featuring a little Mariah Carey CG character with a dog. Uh, um, is there any notable Christmas song lyric that hasn't been made into its own movie? Yeah. That, that, you're not... Jingle all the way. White Christmas is its own movie. Yes. Stroke of Elikama Sakamai is not there. That's true. But... but. Actually, have you checked Spice TV? I don't know why I chose Spice. I could have said like you porn or like some other... Playboy Channel. Yes, <laughs> but when it, whenever I when I I just mentioned all the specials, Grinch, Charlie Brown, Rudolph, Frosty, every single one of them has a sequel that no one watch. No one. It, I think they get yeah. shown in like Freeform or Starring ABC John Family. Um, I mean, they do have twenty five days of Christmas to. F- they do. Fulfill, they do. So and I, I was it, shocked to see how many of them are still played, but people don't even think about them anymore. It's yeah. like I just can't believe that because everybody knows Rudolph or watches Rudolph yeah. every single year. You wouldn't know there's other Rudolphs out there. And I have a clip here of Santa Claus being a dick from the original Rudolph special. Get to know me. <laughs> well, hi there. Aren't you the sturdy little fellow? <laughs> Santa. It's Rudolph. <laughs> and smart, too. Great bouncing iceberg. Now, I'm sure it'll stop as soon as he grows up, Santa. Well... Let's hope so if he wants to make the sleigh team someday. Santa's a real... Yeah. Everybody in the specials is a real dick. Yeah, that's why I love This couldn't possibly be useful. Uh, yeah, <laughs> As a kid watching that, it would really bother me. And that's what I love about so most mean. of those Christmas specials. They are so morose mm-hmm. and mean and usually involve a bunch of teasing. But this is... I love Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I think there were there is a shitty, non-anamorphic, crappy widescreen... Mm-hmm. Ver- you can buy it on Amazon mm-hmm. streaming for like $20, but there's a free one... That's in the wrong aspect ratio. It feels like some uh, weird error that they might catch <laughs> yeah, up on soon. But Rudolph is great. I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, can anybody name the first Rudolph sequel? Was it Rudolph Shiny New Year? It is Rudolph uh, Shiny New Year. Rudy, it's so... What does he have to do in the New Year? It's so bad. Rest? He's got to skip baby New Year. To so you remember, uh, you saw the root. You saw root. It's so stupid. These these specials are so bad. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The, the, the main ones I have a lot of affection for, but like when you see a sequel, like... That veneer goes away. So Rudolph, the whole spe- original special, is made fun of for what? Weird uh, sexual references. <laughs> no, his oh. shiny nose. Uh, his okay. shiny nose. Oh. Rudolph's shiny New Year. It takes place like right afterwards, technically. Also in 1976. So in the same year, Rankin Bass is releasing sequels wow. to Christmas specials. Uh, in the same year, Rudolph's shiny New Year. Father Time's baby son Happy runs away because. There's all these clock characters. He takes off his hat. He has big ears. He's made fun of. So he's a fucking infant and, and then he runs he, but away. But then he becomes a pro golfer and everything's good. <laughs> it's, it's, they're beautiful to look at. I think it's beautiful stop motion, but the stories are so fucking dumb. And I just, I remember, this was great. And this is the reason why I did it, because one of you guys were making fun of me again in the Laser Time Facebook community. I wonder when Chris is going to bring up if there's a shared Rankin-Bash universe. <laughs> and I'm like, glad you asked! Have you heard of this?
positively balmy. Only ten below. Rudolph, can the kids watch a jumping practice? Sure. Now, this is excruciating. Man. I've tried to watch this several times. Imagine well, like the first time that like, the first Iron, Man five and, Iron Man and Spider-Man met. Hey, Iron Man! That's hey, me! Hey, Spider-Man! It's the yeah. first five seconds. There's not even any sure new ones. Sure is great to be in your car! But those, those were their big Christmas special characters, Frosty and, and Rudolph. stop-motion Frosty. Yes, Frosty had done, been done in traditional animation, and he's in stop-motion in this one, and Rankin-Bass had the balls. The balls. The release dates on these are all wrong. This had a theatrical release. It's Whoa. got a G rating. I didn't know that. It's Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. It released in July, no, and so no. few people saw it. Why would you? Almost everywhere it's credited. Its debut was in you know the end of November on CBS. No, it was not. Is this the one with Jack Frost? Uh, well, they all have Jack. They, most all of them have a Jack Frost character. As a kid, I liked this one a lot because I saw a stop motion Frosty, and because it was that crossover. There, there is almost no. There's almost no Rankin Bass special that doesn't have a sequel, a Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Maybe Nestor the Long Year Donkey, but like Santa Claus is mm-hmm. coming to town, sets up Burger Meister, Meister Burger, and the Miser Brothers. They all have their own special eventually. There's there was a CG Rudolph special that I've never seen, and I'm terrified to even look at a few years ago. But the movie is the most fascinating thing because this one's kind of hard to find now, and it is. 90 minutes long it Ugh. aired it aired once hmm. because nobody wanted to watch it it does every stupid thing imaginable uh that rudolph's before rudolph was born a magic creature made his nose the most powerful thing in the universe <laughs> uh, why did, I'm, I'm surprised oh, i didn't mention that but before. The it's one of the it. infinity gems yeah. <laughs> frost it, it's exactly what it is and frosty has a family of stupid named children of like chili and willy mm-hmm. and they're given Itchy. magic amulets so they can go on adventures in the sunlight it's all really, 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 really bad, but it's it's technically of the same caliber. It looks cool, but I don't. You're braver than me if you can sit through that for ninety minutes. It's really tough. It's really tough. But that's a sequel to. I mean, that's that is a hot. That's a theatrical sequel to a Christmas special. Almost wow. no one knows exists. Um, but Frosty, Frosty also had a, a another sequel in 1992, and there's been several after that. But 1992 was a year of two Christmas special sequels. 1992. 1992. I don't think you'd remember what these are. Is this the one with John Goodman as Frosty? Uh, no, John Goodman no. plays Frosty in the third one. Okay. Because Frost, like, I feel like I don't want to talk shit about Frosty <laughs> the Snowman, but I do not care. <laughs> it is not. I, I. It's not one of those things I need to watch every year. They it do really a sequel isn't. to that uh, Fruity Pebbles commercial. Uh oh. Um. You know, I just remastered <laughs> my. I think I don't know that Mel Blanc is Barney mm-hmm. in the original commercial, but there is. One they aired in the 90s that's the same animation with new voices, wow. and they removed the ho-ho-ho at the end. So I, just today, spent my own time restoring, <laughs> restoring the original audio to a superior wow. video quality, because I, maybe <laughs> maybe there is a sequel to it. You um, make fun of me for reading One Piece and having infinite time. You do that. <laughs> I just, just the, oh, Fred. <laughs> We're trying to bank half a month's worth of laser time <laughs> content. <laughs> But I'm, but technically that's what's great. I'm doing this anyway. So 1992 also saw the original airing of It's Christmas Time Again, Charlie Brown. Charlie oh Brown. Oh God! Yeah, I forgot about this. So the first, the first uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. It's the first Peanuts animated anything. It aired December 9th, 1965. It has aired ever since. 15 million people watched it on its debut. Wow! And that means no, 40, not a lot. 45 percent of the people who own televisions in 1965 no, were original. watching. Oh, okay. This. The original in 1965. Wow. Not only fewer people, but fewer televisions. And and if you read the behind the scenes stories of that, like 
Bill Melendez, we talked about him, I think, in our strike. We talked about uh, yeah. strikes. And uh, mm. he had left the Disney studio and he got a contract from uh, CBS to make a make a special. He didn't know how long it was going to take. He'd never made anything like that. It went over. He's like, the only reason I think it aired is because they were already airing promos for it. And Coca-Cola, right? Is that who sponsored them? Yeah, but it had sponsors. But he's like, by the time peop- they were able to screen it, he was really embarrassed. And like, everybody's going to hate this. And they did. The CB the, the networks totally hated it. Uh, it was it was there because it was a Coca Cola sponsor, and he's like, if we had finished it before, they finished it a week before it aired, mm-hmm. and he's like, if we finished it a month before, this would not it's have like aired. But they had already set the schedule, and there was no way out of it. Yeah, there was no way out of it. But I love this. I I I didn't have any reason to do this, but if you've ever watched the original Peanuts Christmas mm-hmm. special and wonder why, it really slams it's to just a like halt. Wham! Commercial uh, because this was the original ending. To you by the people in your town who bottle Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah, Linus whips Coca-Cola cans in the beginning. Like there are Coca-Cola cans in the special back that the, had to be back removed. Back in the time when Coca-Cola had t- t- every single town had a Coca-Cola plant. Yeah. Is that what they're saying? Not every town, but like oh, they, maybe they commute from your town to a Coca-Cola. Plant. Dude, like a truck would deliver it. A little drummer, the little drummer boy stuff. You're not going to watch this, so you'll be. I'm yeah. glad to tell you. Spoil it. Both of them brought to you by the American Gas Company. <laughs> Whoever that is, they sound evil as shit. Mm-hmm. They're both bringing you Christmas specials, and yes. it's infused in the special. If you look, there's some black, great black and white footage. GE made Rudolph possible. They financed most of it. He was so, originally drumming on an oil drum. Ex- <laughs> and, and, uh, and there's a there's a commercial with all of the original maquettes uh, from Rudolph interacting with mm-hmm. GE products, which is only special <laughs> because like they. Tell the story like usually like like Disney for instance will take care of its animation cells. When they wrapped Rudolph, like I gave my secretary ten of them. <laughs> Nobody knows where they are. I think wow. two have popped up. It was like a big issue on Antique Roadshow when people found these little objects that have been the star of this thing that's existed for fifty years. But Peanut Special, they hated the music. They hated the Christian touch because even back then there wasn't any religious influence in Man. a lot of these Christmas specials. Well, there's like this. There's like ninety seconds of it. It's, it's just Linus for like a minute. It's still significant. Right? Didn't yeah. I tell that on bonus? I was looking for an advent calendar. I couldn't find it, and I went to a Hallmark. She's like, we're all sold out except for these. And she took me into the Christian section of Hallmark, and there's Christian peanut stuff because that's something Charles Schultz would have signed off on. He was a devout Christian. <laughs> yeah. It's in the special for a reason. It's mentioned more than once. It's mentioned sort of in mm-hmm. uh, It's a Christmas Time, again, Charlie Brown, which I don't have a clip from because I love uh, a Charlie Brown Christmas because there's a cohesive story. It's the first time we've ever seen these characters. Can I can I show you the promo? Because I've never sure. I've never seen this no, before. No. Because it's a promo. Like try and imagine a world where the number one comic has never been animated, and there's exclusive animation in this promo that's ah. like for the first time you're going to see these characters moving around. Snow time, winter time, Christmas time, the time of sugar plums, Santa Claus, and at last those lovable children from Peanuts. Enjoy a Charlie Brown Christmas. Meet Charlie Brown, Schroeder and Beethoven, Lucy, and that impudent hound, Snoopy. So so for many people, they'd never heard of these characters before. There's no one, I can't think of many people in the world who haven't heard of the Peanuts. They have to use Beethoven as a backdoor to get everyone interested. (laughs) You know that famous Peanuts character, Beethoven. But it's a Christmas time again. Charlie Brown was the last animated special to premiere on CBS. They had a con- you remember that? It's my text tone. The dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Yeah. When you were a little kid and you heard that, you knew your 
mom's favorite boring show was not on the air, and you were odds are you were going to see yeah. something animated oh. from the comic strips. I knew an episode of The State from Season 3 was about to play. <laughs> <laughs> they parodied that. Um, but it's the last one to air on CBS. I think they, they, they really fell out hard, and it, it came out direct-to-video at the same time. But it's a Christmas time. Charlie Brown is not great because it's written by Charles Schultz, like most of these specials. But it's written by Charles Schultz, and then it's based on a bunch of comic strips. So it's just a series of unrelated moments that happen with a lot more characters. Because, like, Peppermint Patty, she ain't in the Christmas special. So there's one Christmas special, 1992. Ever heard of it? Of course you haven't. Mm -hmm. But if you're an Amazon Prime user, and there's not a lot of shit there, they have the last two Charlie Brown Christmas specials. Another unrelated uh, comic strip-esque thing of Christmas tales. As well as the technically the last animated program ever uh, written by Charles, credited to be written by Charles Schultz. I think he might have had an outline and they adapted it. Hmm. But I'm sure you've heard of it because it had a book. It was a big deal in 2003. Uh, I want a dog for Christmas. Um, and if I say the word Van Pelt, do you know who I'm talking about? Lucy's family. Yes, Lucy's family. You said Linus. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody we're missing? Because oh, the he baby, was mildly controversial. I can see this being tough for people to watch. It stars almost exclusively. Rerun Van Pelt. <laughs> rerun. Uh, rerun. rerun. His name is Rerun. It's the closest you get to seeing humans because his mom is riding him around and he sits on a seat on the back of her mm-hmm. bike so they zoom in real close. Star and she happening. What's happening? Rerun Pen- it's, Van Pelt. I definitely watched this. I mean, I've read criticisms of people who hate this character because he was pretty. He was interjected pretty late in the comic. And well, it's he, like That's like the weird 70s, very it is. sad Charles Schultz. It is. It is. It's this little child, this little infant. And this special is just as sad it's all about this, this kid who like wants a dog Vietnam like disillusioned <laughs> with America Charles Schultz he's so jealous of Charlie Brown's relationship with Snoopy he always wants to play with Snoopy and Snoopy keeps turning him down he wants a dog he eventually somehow tricks Spike a character I love that no one remembers Snoopy's cousin who lives in the <laughs> desert with a dirty ass mustache who has his own special hmm. he does have his own special uh, is that the live action the hybrid the live action hybrid one so yeah. weird. it's weird but um, I'm going to play a clip for you guys because I just watched this for the first time um, 2003, yet the problems are so modern, I probably shouldn't even play this clip. This is rerun Van Pelt uh, building Christmas shit in his kindergarten class with a cute little girl he has a crush on. I'm tired of all this kindergarten stuff. <laughs> Why don't we run away to Paris? If we got on a plane at midnight, we could be in Paris tomorrow. Do you have any money? I have 50 cents. Maybe we can get upgraded to business class. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Matt loves it. Dave hates it. I love how but ridiculous it is. It's so stupid. It's nice. In 2003, they're still keeping that formula. We hire little it, children to weird. awkwardly read this. Too, what made the old one good was that it was like kids, but mm-hmm. also lo-fi. This yeah. is like... It's, no, it's, no, too, it's too clean. You will hate this special, Dave. And, you will hate it. And just, also, like you know, a couple of years from now... South Park will, will have say, kids yeah, as actors, point, and they work. Like, we've got that yeah. now. Like We've already got the people who like have made fun of you and destroyed this. Yeah. So what's the worst thing that can befall rerun after this incident? What's the it's, most depressing thing Charles Schultz can do to him? What do you think? Any guesses? I don't know. Any guesses? Ask uh, little he girl. Can give, he can will get you busted to, for recording a Doobie Brothers concert. Will, will you, <laughs> it's related to what he asked her. Will you go to Paris with me? Mm-hmm. What's the? It, it's oh, tw- plane crash. No. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's think stuff that's happening, well, as of this recording, right now, all around wait, us. is this a 9-11 reference? No. <laughs> okay. 9-11 is not happening all around us. In 2003, we were still pretty fresh. 
Oh no, nuclear war! So, you know? so oh wait, are uh, are tech tech bros moving into his neighborhood and pushing him out? <laughs> Think of something you read about in the newspaper every goddamn day. Donald I was Trump's shocked. President. I was shocked that this is the joke he went I for. Don't <laughs> student loans. All right. The teacher says that the principal wants to see you. Me? Why me? I'm nobody. <laughs> I don't even have a dog. <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Principal. <laughs> Who? The little girl with the braids? Sure. We're in the same kindergarten class. Did I ask her to go to Paris? Well, sure. But that was just a joke. I mean, how? Harassment. Oh, my God. (laughs) Reruns a little Weinstein. Harassment! He's, he's, <laughs> he's, the joke Charles Schultz goes for in this episode. He's like doing the, like, John Lasseter, it was just a hug. <laughs> what an ignoble end to uh, Charles Schultz and all. It's just weird because I don't want to get in the head of the writer <laughs> in this case, but he, a lot of his issues and depression revealed its, yeah. his writing. What happened to Charles Schultz ah. at this point? Maybe he was having like a George H.W. He's Bush projecting kind of life. harassment <laughs> yeah. on a kindergartner. Yeah. And he gets, he comes home and is like, well, I was fired. What? Suspended. They suspended me for sexual... Rerun is suspended from school for sexually harassing his Ugh. schoolmate. Anyway. I mean, couldn't Lucy, by the very same token, be uh, expelled for bullying since she keeps pulling the football away? Uh, I love the, they, like, the, PG, the G-rated version of bitch is Krabby, which he's called like 11 times <laughs> in, this, in this whole special. Because like, Charlie Brown's barely in it. Snoopy's barely in it. It's all rerun, and I guarantee most of you will hate it, so don't watch it. But I've talked way too long about my favorite specials. I wanted to talk about... What's undoubtedly most of our listeners if you listen to talking simpsons it's probably one of your favorite specials i do consider it a special we all know simpsons roasting on on an open fire as the first episode of the simpsons it wasn't it was the seventh episode in production order it was delayed and so it had to be the first so it's the only simpsons episode that just says the simpsons like it has a different opening Mm -hmm. so it still looks like a christmas special but it's really good right yeah yeah i think it holds up i watch it every single year and i want to settle this once and for all what is barney saying hey simpson what I tell you? Well, one. Let's go, diarrhea. Nobody else hears diarrhea in that, for <laughs> sure, can, this time. I can do the mental gymnastics to hear mental it. Mental gymnastics? So I'm just put, get, put yourself in Chris's head. This I've seen cartoon characters say things I've never heard before. Let's go, diarrhea. It wasn't on. Unco- I thought it was a whore anyway. So <laughs> call her diarrhea. A whore named Sam's diarrhea is, at the time, I thought, this is a nut. This is. Reason number 16, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my also, life. Also, I think that's the only time Barney ever called Homer. Simpson! Simpson! <laughs> uh, but yes, that that's what started it all. And I was looking into, I think it's a season 21 or 22 episode. Back in the day when you were reading on, about the Simpsons voice cast, now they're always demanding more money and they kept getting it. And this was like, well, now you have too much and the show's not worth as much and we're going to, we might have to cancel the show if we don't come to an agreement. And they did not. They did not come to an agreement. So I think the showrunner was Al Jean. He commissioned a final episode of The Simpsons. And you can watch it. It happened seven years ago. It happened December 11th, 2011. So six years ago. You can see it. It's actually really good. And it's supposed to... Have you ever seen it? Yeah. Most people haven't seen I it. I watched it a bunch of times. Uh, it, it's supposed to act like a bookend to the entire Simpsons series. And if that were the case, it would have worked really well. It's, it's- a... It's pretty. That's the one with the credits where it shows them every year for Christmas. Yes, yeah, you keep okay. seeing yeah, them, and you see them Mars all. Lenny. Yeah, and it's like the, almost Lenny. almost the exact same amount of time The Simpsons has been on the air. Mm-hmm. That's how far ahead in the future it jumps. So some of the only proof you have that this is the finale. It's one of the only episodes, if not the only, Matt Groening does a voice in. 
That's he's in on a couple times. Remember, he's the the creator of Futurama. I'll sign anything. Oh, that's right. No, that's totally true. But he, but it's really, really good, and it's just it's kind of amazing. Uh, Lisa has had a daughter with Millhouse named Zia. Bart <laughs> is divorced. Uh, father of two. Homer has stopped drinking. Marge is Marge, and a bunch of other fun stuff has happened in the interim. Here's a little clip of Bart talking to Flanders, who is now old and gray. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, weirdly, The Simpsons predicting its own future this time. <laughs> I can't believe she got married, and I have no one. It's so hard to find somebody new. Sure is. That's why after Homer accidentally killed Edna, I married Maud's ghost. There is no God, Nettie. It's just an empty, meaningless void. Isn't <laughs> she pretty? Oh. <laughs> so he would be like in his 80s by then, right? Because yeah. he's 60. And like like the best Simpsons flash forwards, it mm-hmm. just you get little glimpses of all the characters. Mm-hmm. Bart tries to teach his little his little kids about his favorite comedian, Krusty. So and did I, they end up going with that as the way that she died on this Edna Krabappel died? I, you know, she is, I think, officially dead on the show. Um, but I love Krusty's appearance because Bart's like, Krusty's the funniest dude in the universe. What does he do now? Andy Rooney-style rants to camera <laughs> on, on a 60-minute show. Who's Krusty? Only the funniest man in the world. I've never let go of my fax machine. Don't ask me why. I like the sound of a fax coming through, especially if it's a nice deli menu. I miss eating. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the few episodes from, you know, the last 10 years or so. It gets real close to, like, season 7 or 8 quality. Yeah, there, it's there's, really good. as with a lot of episodes, there's some groaners in there, but, like, mm-hmm. no, it's really fucking good. It's, it's, really it's solid. bizarre as it is for me to see, like, the Simpsons reference Google and stuff like that and smartphones. There's a really sweet moment with Bart and Lisa because Lisa's daughter... Oh, the whole episode, Maggie doesn't talk, but she's a world-renowned rock star and pregnant, <laughs> probably from one of her bandmates, and no one can get to, no one can get to her. Lisa has a daughter of her own, but her daughter's more like Bart and won't talk to her at all. And Bart's kids hate him because he's a he's exactly like Homer, and Homer is a good dad for the first. It's like <laughs> I, it feels weird talking about it, like it's a real story on The Simpsons. Uh, if you grow up with shitty parents, a lot of times you have kids or you have young siblings or nephews, and you watch your shitty parents. Learn, they learned through being shitty to you yeah. how to be good parents. Yeah. I mean, I may or may not be talking about myself. <laughs> no, but my parents are both great parents to other kids. It's now. done comedically, but it's it's Lisa yelling at Marge or Bart yelling at Marge. Why is Dad a good dad now? It's like because he learned how to be a better dad. Just you yeah. were you were the tool. Sorry about that. You didn't get it. You were the first draft. And there's a super sweet scene of adult Lisa, adult Bart trying to get away, getting drunk in a treehouse together. So it's Lisa and Bart. To my knowledge, the only time they're hammered on screen is in this episode, Holidays of Future Past. Should I have married Nelson? Because we still talk on the phone. <laughs> Nelson calls you? Well, someone calls someone. <laughs> the boys think I'm a lousy father. Oh, poor Bart. My daughter thinks I'm a lousy mother. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. But you know who took her side? Marge Bouvier Simpson. <laughs> What'd she do? She told me to relax and bake cookies. Did you bake any? Yes, I did. And they were some of the best cookies ever made in this house. But that is not the point. Well, Mom kept her hands off you and you turned out great. You think so? Maybe it's the court-mandated sincerity chip I got in my brain. (laughs) But least you're the person I always wanted to be. Have, have Nancy Cartwright or Yardley Smith ever gotten drunk? Because they, they don't. I think they, they got to play it up. But because one of the other yeah. things I really like that they do, and they've done this enough times, I look forward to it. They affect adult 
voices on yeah. these characters. Yeah, they talk it's like really good. Pretty much. Yeah, it's it's still Lisa still sounds like Lisa, but she sounds a little older. Mm-hmm. Nancy Cartwright definitely sounds, she ages it up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But it's a really really good episode. And in an alternate universe, this was the end of The Simpsons. So if that's what you're praying for. Check out Holidays of Future Past. I didn't know that you can go to the Simpsons World website mm-hmm. and without a cable subscription, you have an hour free to fuck around. Oh, that's and that's cool. a, it's a really cool yeah. like repository of Simpsons episodes because uh, I don't have a cable subscription. <laughs> but you should totally check that out. I am done with my Christmas special sequels. Yeah. And there are many more I could mention but and won't. It's not a sequel, but the, the, the guy who kicked out Santa's Little Helper, mm-hmm. he shows up. Everyone, everyone who you thought was in I, just one Simpsons episode just, is in another. Just last week, Leo Kampowski yeah. came back and saying, Lisa, it's your birthday again, uh, as Kip Lennon voicing the Michael Jackson character. It totally happened, uh, but this is still a fun episode. You should check out Talking Simpsons. Uh, I think if you're a member of their Patreon, patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons, there's episodes for Simpsons roasting on an open fire in the whole first season, yeah. as well as a bunch of other shit. Uh, but fuck them. It's about our Patreon, right? <laughs> Patreon.com slash LazerTime. Uh, we got a King of the Hill special that we did a full mm-hmm. commentary for. You. No video required. It's all there for you, and it's there exclusively for our patrons as well as a monthly show. And better promise maybe to you people, last Christmas episode. We're not going to ah. do <laughs> We're going to talk about Star Wars next week. Mm-hmm. However, uh, our patrons are voting right now, and we'll have decided at this point what Christmas movie we're going to watch together. The last Monday night movie of the year yes. where you find your own copy of the movie, Join us on LazerTimePodcast.com or our you YouTube can, channel. You might be able to see what movie came before Jingle All the Way to. Mm, or you'll, the way. Or I'll, that or one's, we'll that one's ahead. I'm shocked. Home Alone 3. I'm shocked Jingle All the Way is way ahead. Yeah, I thought it? Home Alone 3 would take it. Yeah, it, and, and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is so far <laughs> So good, though. Um, but, uh, yeah, we also have 30, 20, 10, the show that goes back 10, 20, and 30 years ago. It, 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 with movies, TV, video games, other things. We talked about a lot of Christmas specials over this month. Uh, over on thirty twenty ten, so that that's that's true. I can I, I in this time specifically, Dave caught the look of boredom in your eyes. He's what? he's going off on it again. He, <laughs> we can't because every time we bring up and Rudolph aired this year, and then I talk about Rudolph as if I've never talked about it, <laughs> let alone anywhere, yeah. but on this show last year <laughs> when we talked about it airing. So I'll, I'll try and rein that in. There's no there's no New Year specials. How about that? Listen yeah. to something from October. That'll be fun. Uh, 302010, Talking Simpsons, of course, every Wednesday, and Video Game Apocalypse. Obviously, if you know the Laser Time Podcast Network, we're coming up on our end of the year stuff where we talk about our best of the year. So uh, we might be reaching out to you, trying to figure out some things, but we talk about our best and worst things of the year games, movies, television, all that good stuff. And with that, we bid you and Christmas adieu for this year. I would do this for five five weeks of every December if I could. Yeah. I love talking about Christmas. Can, can we go out with a classic Christmas anthem? Do you have one of mine? Because I was thinking. Which one? Suck my, look my. The one where I sing it or the one where the guy sings it? <laughs> Uh, can you like fade them into each other? Twice in a I, don't know. I just made I just made this end of this episode way more work. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> now I have to find that thing. I have no idea where it is. But yes, if you didn't hear that, that's, those are good Christmas time plugs. Naughty Christmas songs. Yeah. We have filthiest Christmas songs and naughtiest Christmas songs. I don't know why we named them that way, but it's basically two volumes of the same well, thing. Well, I think we didn't want to name it a sequel episode. Oh, every time we say yeah. a volume two or yeah. part two, you guys don't listen. As we learn, Christmas sequels suck. Yeah, but yeah. See? Look at that. Way to tie it all together, man. LazerTimePodcast.com is where you can find all this stuff. We'll be streaming a bunch of stupid Christmas crap. We literally just wrapped the Rudolph the Red-Nosed <laughs> Reindeer, Sham of a Wii game, The Grinch, Santa Claus. You're going to see it all. Oh, yeah. YouTube.com slash LazerTime, or you can see it all on LazerTimePodcast.com. Happy holidays, everyone. Stroke my, my, suck my cock. It's the first time for you, so here's what you do. Unzip me and strip me and show me you care. 
don't go ripping out my pubic hair. Reach for my, grab for my, pull at my cock. You can do it with ease. Just get on your knees, start licking and slurping. My dick will get burned.